Welcome to 105, the official podcast of the OPP Association. I'm your co-host Scott Mills. And I'm Josh Jutris. We are the Strategic Communications Coordinators for the Ontario Provincial Police Association. The OPP Association is the sole bargaining agent for the close to 10,000 members of the Ontario Provincial Police in Canada. Our members are our focus and our strength. We aim to provide important information to our members and the public about matters that affect policing in the province of Ontario. And on today's episode, pleased to be joined by Dilnaz Garda, president of Canada Beyond the Blue, and one of the key organizers of a recent gala that happened in Toronto called the Champions of Change Gala. Our topic is Champions of Change, and I'd like to welcome Dilnaz to the 105 podcast. I was so happy to be here. Thank you guys for the uh, invitation. Hey, thanks for coming on. We've had, uh, we have had Beyond the Blue on the podcast before, if this is sounding familiar to a couple of our listeners. Uh, we had Crystal Jones of Toronto Beyond the Blue and Jacqueline Spady from OPP Beyond the Blue as guests in the past. And they explained all the backgrounds of the working of the Beyond the Blue movement. And uh, for anybody who is interested in those specific organizations, uh, we will put those links up in the show notes for this episode. So, uh, Dylan, as... <laughs> Let's get started today with a bit of an introduction uh, of who you are for our listeners uh, who don't know you. Uh, You're no stranger to me. Uh, I absolutely am a fan of everything you've been doing. Um, And uh, our goal is to to just celebrate what people are doing that are good in a big way. So Dilnes Garda is a full-time teacher at Aurora High School, uh, where she is head of the English department. Dilnez is the president of Canada Beyond the Blue and is on the board of directors of Toronto Beyond the Blue. She also was the co-founder of Toronto Beyond the Blue with Crystal. And uh, Dilnez works to make a sustainable cultural shift in the area of mental health and well-being for police officers, civilian members of policing, and their families. She is dedicated to sharing her personal experience with mental illness in the hopes of encouraging others to share their stories and join in the movement of normalizing discussion around mental health. In 2016, tragedy struck her family when Toronto Police Constable Darius Garda, brother of Dilna's, died by suicide while dealing with PTSD and other mental health issues. Uh, Dilnaz, uh, we're happy to have you on as a guest today. Uh, Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, The format here is Uh, question and answer, and then uh, one of our reoccurring segments on here, uh, Three Wishes for Change. So are you ready for that? I I will put my thinking hat on, and I'm not sure if if you guys are ready for all the changes that I might recommend. Let's see. All right. (laughs) First off, uh, Dilnez, congratulations uh, to you and your team for organizing and hosting the most memorable first annual Champions of Change Gala uh, that was held in Toronto earlier this month in September 2022. And uh, I I was honored to be able to attend uh, along with our OPPA president and uh, a number of uh, members of our board of directors, uh, as well as our member services manager, A.B. Fabiano was there. And uh, I can tell you that there were they were all impressed uh, by this event. And I was just wondering if you can explain to us how the idea of the gala came about and uh, what Canada Beyond the Blue is trying to accomplish with this uh, inaugural annual event. 
Thank you so much. And you know what, it was a phenomenal time and we were so proud of it and um, so glad that, that you were there, obviously. Um, you know, it was a celebration of those who were, you know, champions of change within their own service. You know, we know that it takes um, sometimes a boots on the ground approach that instead of waiting for, you know, a system to kind of catch up, that there's a lot of things you can do immediately within your own division, unit, service um, to promote change. And it was so great to acknowledge just not, you know, the police service members, uh, but also community partners who are uh, championing the progress of mental health initiatives within their own respective police service. It was just unbelievable to have such a, you know, so many services and associations all in one room from uh, all regions of Ontario. So we've been hearing in the past and especially currently about line of duty deaths. Uh, in fact, we just published a recent episode on the impact of line of duty police deaths on the policing community, uh, given the murder of Toronto Police Constable Andrew Hong. We were going over the program for the Champions of Change Gala, and the line that jumps out is because of the line of duty. I was wondering if you could explain to the listeners that line. Thank you. Yes, it's, you know, Canada Beyond the Blue um, has coined that phrase because of the line of duty. You know, we have um, started the process quite a few years ago of looking at a memorial for because of the line of duty deaths. And we needed to, first off, bring about awareness and education with regards to a separate memorial. So, you know, when you've got police members who are disproportionately dying by suicide, more so than in line of duty, uh, because of the on-the-job trauma, um, you know, we they're exposed to the because of the line of duty piece. And that undoubtedly takes a toll on their mental health. You know, um, and again, that example of, of um, you know, may he rest in peace, uh, police officer Hong, um, he died in the line of duty. And um, in having many private conversations with um, various people that were there at various levels, whether it's board members, you know, the TPSB or the chief's office, there was no doubt in their mind that there is now going to be a mental health fallout from those who were there that day. And it's not just from that, it's from the, from the constant day in and day out of, of what the job um, the, the toll that being a police officer or a civilian member, what it can have on your health. And, you know, I was in Ottawa um, for the police memorial wall um, and rightfully so, like it's just such an honour and tribute to them. And in the same way, I think it's time that we start honouring because of the line of duty deaths. OPP, I'm so proud to um, have them had their uh, memorial in Aurelia. And, you know, um, we're looking, uh, you know, I know that TPS is in consultations to kind of do the same and honor their members who have died by suicide because of the line of duty. And, you know, not only would this memorial wall, which is separate from in line of duty deaths, provide dignity to the service of policing members, um, but our, our our main reason to also have it separate is that it alerts stakeholders that policy and procedures might need to change 
or we need to address the policies and procedures um, when it comes to the mental health and well-being of our police members, right? So there's a lot of good reason to have it on a separate memorial wall. Well, uh, well stated, uh, Delnez. I know uh, you and I have been talking behind the scenes a, a lot about this, and uh, it's definitely come a long way since uh, since you started talking about it. My hat's off to you, and uh, we there's still a long way to go, but uh, I think yeah. the, I think the train's on the right track. It and uh, I know we've covered this in a previous episode with Crystal and Jacqueline, but uh, just for our listeners today. Can you just give us a, a high-level overview of Canada Beyond the Blue, what it's all about and how it operates? Yes, absolutely. So Canada BTB is a national not-for-profit organization. We're so proud to have nine chapters across Canada. Um, and Beyond the Blue truly has become, so proud to say this, the national voice of police families. And, uh, you know, we will continue to advocate for and support our members across the country. Our policing community faces such a unique set of issues and challenges and they impact families, right? And I have always coined the families as the first responder to the first responder. And so each BTB chapter, while it stands alone, um, you know, we ensure that they're registered and not-for-profit um, and, and this allows you know, it allows them the autonomy they need to meet the very specific social, political, whatever the needs of their police service and their police service um, family members are as well. And, you know, we've become so trusted because it's so important to us to stay at arm's length from the police service and association. I mean, we work very well with them, but what this has allowed us to do in being a separate entity is it builds trust. That when a member comes forward, that it is absolutely going to remain confidential. Um, and, you know, our our code of conduct is um, is there for a reason. It builds trust within the members. And, and you know, that's a secret to the BTB chapter is that it's run by family for police families. It's by us for us. And, um, and you know, because no one else knows the needs of police families better than other police families. And, all of you know our volunteers currently in chapter executives are working professionals, parents, uh, not getting paid. Their only vested interest is you know what drives that passion is that they are family members themselves. So it's so proud to kind of uh, be at the helm of this organization. And it sounds like uh, you're certainly always looking to increase the number of chapters and increase the reach and the impact of uh, your organization. Can you tell us a bit about that and how uh, anybody listening out there right now can get involved with that? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we it's it's so great because I think word of mouth just spreads and uh, and then it becomes a no brainer, right? Like once they hear what BTB does, it's like, okay, I think we need one. Um, and so, you know, we we ensure I, the power of BTB is that we ensure vetted resources. So, you know, if we're providing any resources and it's not just to police members and it's not just to, you know, the adults of the police family, we cater to the children as well. We cater to extended family. We really look at it with a 360 degree lens and you have to have police culture training um, if you're a therapist or a community partner, anything. So that is one one thing that truly separates us is that we ensure that all the resources we provide are vetted. 
for us, it has to be run by family. So if anyone is listening and there's no BTB chapter, you know, uh, we've had associations reach out to us. We've had wellness units reach out to us. Um, and, you know, it has to be a family member. But please do the reach out first. You can, you know, email me at info at CanadaBeyondTheBlue.com or visit our website at CanadaBeyondTheBlue.com. There is a BTB chapter application to get started. But you know what? Um, I just do a lot of sometimes informal Zoom meetings to uh, to to make people aware of, of what this entails and what the startup looks like. Um, and you know, then you become part of a wider network and support system. And um, I think it's incredibly important um, that every service uh, has a BTV chapter. I I agree, uh, Donas. Uh, you do great work. Uh, your entire team does great work, and thank you for that. And I just want to shift back uh, to talk a little bit more about this month's gala. As I stated before, it was very impressive. And I was wondering if you could uh, paint a little bit of a picture of what that gala looked like for those uh, who were not there. Oh, I'm still beaming from it. And it was really beyond what I thought was going to happen. Um, you know, I, I will say that uh, Commissioner Kareek, you know, we, we asked him to speak Um you know, for us, he's been such an, a staunch and unwavering support, not just for Beyond the Blue, but for, you know, the Canada Beyond the Blue because of the Line of Duty Memorial. And, you know, we asked him to speak. And I think for those that weren't there, he really was so poignant when he said that he's never been in a room where there have been so many different leaders. So not just leaders, you know, not just um leaders of service, uh, but also association leaders, uh, police member leaders, all in one room, gathered for one common goal, member wellness. And I'll tell you, you know, when I was on stage uh, presenting or whatnot, it really was an overwhelming experience to see so many tables with different services, different, you know, their, their associations there as well. And it was a phenomenal night. Uh, we were so proud to have our sponsors and such a big thank you to them. Uh, so many stepped up, obviously, including, you know, the OPPA, um, OPP. We've got, um, you know, the Peel Services Board, the Toronto Police Services Board, Toronto Police Service, their associations. Um, I mean, I, I, like, I'm going to miss, you know, uh, did I say Peel, Peel Wellness Unit, we had Hamilton, we had Niagara, like, the list goes on and on. And, and I don't want to miss anyone, you know, Durham, like, it was unbelievable to see everyone there. You know, we had Bell Let's Talk, they were a huge sponsor, came up after said, this is exactly exactly right up our alley. Let's talk about next year. You know, the police credit union, I don't know if I mentioned Axon, like it was just unbelievable. The, the, the support was so widespread. Um, we had a phenomenal uh, master cer ceremony, Tamara Lopez from the, you know, Canadian Border Service Agency. She did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, it was a sit down, full course meal, dress. Everyone was so happy to dress formally. Like everyone went over the top with their gowns and their ties. We had a proposal on stage. Um, you know, we couldn't <laughs> have imagined all the awesome stuff that was happening. And, you know, 
I would say one of the highlights was bringing my children with me. That being said, a lot of, uh, you know, usually at these galas, it's all just police members, police members, police members. And we specifically said, bring a family member to share in this moment with you. And, you know, I, at, at the TPS chief's table, actually, uh, everyone there brought their plus one. And it was so cool to see family be a part of, of this event. Um, and so my kids were there and we got piped in. Uh, and it wasn't the dignitaries, you know what? And because there, I think one, I don't, I, how do you choose when all the chiefs are there, when all the association presidents are there? Um, you know, Michael Kersner was supposed to be there, Tavola was supposed to be there. Unfortunately, the queen uh, did die that day. So they had to uh, recuse themselves from their duties for 48 hours um, as a sign of respect. But um, we got piped in and it was just, it was truly you know, the one feedback I got was this was such a different gala and this was an incredible gala because of the sincerity of the gala. And um, it was awesome. I agree with you. I was, my next point was going to be, uh, you know, you usually see all of the, the, you know, the chiefs and dignitaries being piped in. It was really nice to see the, you know, quote unquote, the rank and file. Uh, right. sitting at the head table and being piped in like I noticed that right away and uh right I, you know I I saw so many people there uh that I know and so many people I know have you know struggled with with mental health because of the line mm -hmm. of duty uh, in one way or another and uh everybody was happy and it was very clear that there is a movement out there and uh I got to say, Dylan, as, uh, you're behind that movement along with Crystal and uh, and your entire team there. So keep up oh, the great work. Thank and, you. And uh, very, very thank impressed. You. And I, I, I like how it's all just coming together. There's a synergy, right? Instead of, yes. uh, instead of kind of uh, going at each other and the advocacy has come around to, okay, let's talk, right? And uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's truly... And uh, exciting and that was something super strategic right for us like you know we didn't want to just sit there and you know and we, we we set aside a table for the fallen uh and you know for for those that have died by suicide and we set aside a table specifically for them and part of the thinking with the gala is you know we advocate and you know there's a memorial kind of movement happening there as well and but we also wanted to to find positive solution focused movements and a gala like this we're hoping will initiate or encourage change makers and then recognize and celebrate them you know and and that really was the the thought process behind it you and your team honored a number of people at the gala. Uh, can you explain what the award categories were and the process behind that and selecting the winners? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the teacher in me definitely came out. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, you know, um, yeah, the teacher in me definitely came out throughout this process because, you know, for us, BTB prides itself on transparency, uh, fairness, all that kind of stuff. We wanted to ensure th that process is really honored. So we looked and we said, you know, wh who are the change makers and at what different levels do we want to honor them? And so, you know, uh, we had um, obviously the leadership award. Um, we had an association leadership award. Uh, 
Um, and, you know, uh, speaking of that one, you've got the OPPA president, your OPPA president, Rob Simpson, was a nominee. Um, and, you know, uh, again, so great that he was there um, with the OPPA to support us. So thank you for that. We had a community partner award because, you know, it's not just, you know, the community and a lot of great community organizations exist uh, that are that are focused on police um, members or first responders. We had the Agent of Change Award and the Darius Garda Legacy Award. And uh, so what happened was um, we outlined, you know, the kind of the criteria for each of these awards or what made them different. And then nominations were submitted to us online so that, you know, again, and, and, I, and I'm, I know I'm being paranoid. I get it. But, you know, at the, at the heart of this or at the stake, I guess, was is our name. And I'll do nothing to tarnish our name. So everything had to be, you know, if anyone asked, hey, how did this go down? I can I can show everything. So nominations were online. They kind of came back on, you know, a Google form. I ensured diversity within our selection committee. Um, Crystal and I recused ourselves, you know, for us, kind of, we, we knew too many people on there, uh, on the nominations. And actually, there were some that we didn't know of, which was so awesome as well. And can't wait for next year. But... We had Becky Coles. Um, I think it was her father who's also a first responder, but I crossed paths with her in radio broadcasting, and she's been such a great support and understands, um, you know, first responders and policing. Chris Lewis, retired OPP commissioner. Larissa Lamrock is a national uh, peer support lead and spouse of a CAF vet. Uh, Dr. Peter Collins, you should definitely know him in the OPP, well-known mm. for forensic psychiatrist, yep. Uh, Dr. Beth Milliard, um, she's a staff sergeant with YRP. Again, huge uh, when it comes to sitting on some of the soul gen circles of, of uh, mental health and stuff like that. Tara Ernst, she's the president of Calgary Beyond the Blue and VP or West. Um, Mark Baxter, president of PAO. Imran Hassan, Crime Stoppers um, chair. And Dr. Sylvain Roy, oh, phenomenal man and neuropsychologist. So honored that they were on our, our committee so honored it's a yeah it was just blown away by by the whole process um quite very very impressed and uh uh it, it was really neat when uh, one of the winners there when he was announced he uh proposed right on stage he got a whole standing cool ovation for it it, it was really cool <laughs> like the yeah. whole room stood up it was amazing yeah yeah, and, and you know what, it was it was interesting because almost every person that came up, you know what they said? They said, it has been such a difficult journey. And if it wasn't for, and, and you know, they'd say like their wife or their, you know, husband or whoever that support person was, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here or I wouldn't have been able to get through this. And that proposal was, you know, so awesome because it was like, can you will you marry me again and it was incredible yeah, it was really neat um it, it definitely was very genuine and, and very heartfelt yeah. and i i agree like nearly every person that spoke up there thanked their their partner and their family support like it was it was clearly evident and i really liked how you celebrated the partners along with uh the uh, the award recipients so can, can you tell us about the winners 
It was really nice to yes, see a number absolutely. of uh, OPP nominees. I, I, I noticed yeah. John Perrin uh, of the Twisted Trauma Foundation was nominated. He's been a guest here on the on the podcast, and he shared his story here. Just a very uh, kind of scary story, actually, but he's doing great work. And I was just wondering if you could explain um, who won there. Yeah, John Perrin, incredible person. And listen, I will say, as great as this committee was, they were not happy. And listen, I get it. How do you choose between some of these people, right? Like, it was not an easy task. And the stories were unbelievable. And I, I remember starting off the night with my president's message saying, whether you get the actual award or not, you know, and we made sure that everyone had that certificate of recognition, you doing what you've done and sharing your story and, and creating a mental health initiative within your service, you know, thank you. And you guys are all winners, you know, and I know it was cliche, but man, was it ever true. And um, we had James Jefferson from the Sudbury Regional Police, and he was awarded the Dry Scarda Legacy Award. For the Leadership Award, we had Wendy Sims, and she's from Peel Regional Police Service. She won that. Uh, Pete Grande won the TPA, uh, from the TPA, sorry, he won the Association Leadership Award. Uh, Andrew Goff won the Community Partner Award, and there was the Agent of Change Award. And, um, well, actually, that was, how great is that? She, uh, Shauna Poulton won that one, and she's from Na uh, Norfolk County. Um, and a massive congratulations to her. She's part of your family, which is great. And I believe she, for her, the piece around that was her active peer supporter. And I actually remember her nomination coming in. And I'll tell you, it was so teary to read all of these. And, and the nomination that was written for her was just, you could tell the sincerity of how she had helped that family. Um, and I think it, it just goes to show that the impact, you know, these award winners can and have made. And I think the nominations were just, uh, you know, such a thank you to them. And so it was incredible. Certainly our congratulations to Shauna and all the nominees and the winners at the gala. Is there anything else you want to share about the uh, gala before we move on? Um, you know, I, I think that at one, we're trying to bring awareness to the, you know, the uh, Canada Beyond the Blue um, Police and Peace Officers Memorial. We're trying to raise money, uh, you know, to have the monument and, you know, all the kind of back end stuff that goes with that, which obviously takes some fundraising. And, um, and my goodness, thank you not only to everyone who attended, um, because it would, it couldn't have been that successful unless there was attendance. And, and of course, uh, to everyone who helped make it a success. Um, and our allies, I'll tell you, Scott's been with me from day one. And it's phenomenal to have allies um, and allies who have the lived experience. Oh, that's a whole other, uh, you know, kind of game. So thank you so much to, to everyone who made that night a success. I uh, echo that. Thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to, to next year. I'm not going to miss that for sure. Um, so we're getting into the three wishes portion of our episode. And uh, when I when I was kind of planning this podcast, I'm like, I'm not sure I want to ask Dylan as her three wishes. I know. But, uh, <laughs> I um, know. There's subcategories. Are there subcategories? You know, I know. I hear you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, as I stand, stand up top, we regularly see 
some ideas being shared on this podcast being implemented. So Dilnez, the floor is yours. What are your three wishes? I think that, you know what, I'm going to make them uh, very tangible, attainable wishes. Okay. And then we'll do a whole other podcast for system level changes. Um, <laughs> but but <laughs> I'm going to make them very, very tangible. I think the first wish is going to be for those that see a change in their coworker, but are scared and have no idea, like, or awkward about it. You know, I had someone come up to me after Hong's passing saying, oh man, I just didn't know what to say. Like, I just didn't know what to say. And the sooner you can say, I didn't know what to say, you'll be surprised how many others are going to say, I don't know what to say either, but let's, let's do this together. Right. And so don't, don't always think you have to have the right words or, or because you're in a certain position, you need to know what to do. And actually, um, I'll tell you, Superintendent Dana Early, who was part of our video at the gala, spoke about this in her, her piece as leadership, you know, and so I think do, do a few things. I always say, listen, notice, connect. Okay. Listen, you don't have to say anything. Just listen. You can just say, tell me more. Uh, sorry, notice, listen, connect. So notice the change behavior, just listen to them and then connect them. You don't need to be a therapist, connect them to someone, you know, connect them to beyond the blue, connect them with encompass, connect them. Um, that would be my first wish for sure. My second wish would be um, for people who are hesitant. They know something's wrong, but they're just afraid to take that first step. Don't, don't look at the end goal. Don't worry about the next step or the three steps. Take the first step and make it a baby step. And, you know, and, and I, you know, some people are like, take the baby step. Sometimes that little step that we think is small can be incredibly big. But I'll tell you, if there's one step, it's, it's, I'm obviously going to advocate and reach out to Beyond the Blue. And what we'll promise you is all the other steps you're going to take, you won't do them alone that will be right beside you helping you on your journey every step of the way you know certainly that would be kind of my, my second wish is for people to know that they're not alone and they don't have to do this alone my third wish would be that um you know what i, I don't i feel conflicted there's a couple of ones that i want to end with but my third wish will be this if you don't have a beyond the blue chapter out there or if you do have a beyond the blue chapter out there please get involved. We need, um, you know, we need people, phenomenal, passionate volunteers to help in any little or large way that you can. Please contact either the national chapter, Canada, you know, the, the national organization Canada Beyond the Blue or contact your chapter. We need your help. Um, we've got phenomenal kind of core people but we need to grow and we need to make it sustainable. And we can't do that without passionate volunteers. Um, so please, please, if you've got the time, if you've got the capacity or you know someone that does, link link or connect and, and let's, yeah, that would be my third wish. Dilnas, we're just about out of time here. Uh, any final thoughts before we let you go? You know, apart from thank you for having me because these opportunities allow us to to bring about awareness. And without these opportunities uh, and word of mouth, people who might need help might not hear about us. Um, so really, I just keep it short and sweet and can't thank you both enough uh, for, for allowing Canada this opportunity. 
Adilna Zgarda is the president of Canada Beyond the Blue, canadabeyondtheblue.com. For additional information, Dilnas, thank you for doing this. Thank you for your time. And we'd love to have you back on the podcast to have that second conversation about systemic changes that uh, that you had raised earlier. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> don't ask me for three wishes in that one. But no. uh, we'll have, we'll have, you know what, well. we'll have, we'll <laughs> But we'll have a healthy conversation about it and an honest one um, and, a, and a positive one. It won't be a bad question to come. And uh, I certainly look forward to it. Thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. Okay. That is our episode for this week. New episode drops next Friday and all episodes are always available on our blog at oppa.ca slash media. If you like what you hear, please use the subscribe button on your podcast platform so you never miss an episode. For Scott Mills, I'm Josh Jutris, and from everyone here at the OPP Association, thanks for listening, and be safe.